Uh, today I'm going to be talking a little bit about podcasting lessons from two-year-old soccer players. So if you want to know the top three things we learned from our experience from coaching kids, two-year-olds to six-year-olds, stay tuned because I'm about to dive deep into some of these things. And it is, honestly, it was absolutely amazing. I've never talked about it this way. I always said they taught me patience, which is 100% true. They did taught me a lot of patience, but... Actually, I, I just said that wrong. They did teach me. Hopefully, they would have teach me how to how to actually speak properly, right? But that being said, they did teach me three things that actually we implement pretty much day in and day out in our business nowadays. Anita, how are you doing? Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you guys are ready. I got my phone here. I'm not reading text messages. I'm going to be reading the intro that I'm going to be doing today all by myself. And let's go. So say goodbye to the Hispanic music and let's go with the intro. Hey, this is Fonzie and I'm here today by myself and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset and of course how to turn your content into profit. Now go to contentisprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Ooh yeah, I will argue that intro was even better than when my brother is here. <laughs> Can't wait for him to listen to this and then get back to me. But guys, today we have a very special episode. My first solo episode of Content is Profit. Let's go. Is the crowd cheering? Yes, I do hear the, the crowd cheering going all out. I'm very excited, guys. And today I'm going to be sharing with you the top three lessons we learned from coaching soccer to two years old. And not just any lessons, but podcasting lessons that we can be implementing today and on a consistent basis in our business that I promise you is actually going to move you one step closer to your goal. But before we get started, guys, today's episode is sponsored by your own The Biz Bros. Yes, we sponsor our own podcast with Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you are looking for a fractional content team that can give you consistent daily content. How would that feel like? How would it feel to have consistent daily content? You going out in social media every single day, getting in front of the people that needs your message. Well, that's what we can do for you and with you at Content Momentum. So if you're interested, make sure you send us a message at BizBrosCo on Facebook and on Instagram, or you can visit contentisprofit.com and we would love to hear from you. Now, guys, I'm about to drop the music here a little bit and I'm about to go into the, the background music because it's a little loud in the headphones. And we're going to start talking, talking a little bit about those podcasting lessons from the two-year-old soccer players. Now, why am I talking about these two-year-olds? And you're like, Fonzie, what is it? What was that? What are you talking about? Well, if you don't know part of our story, we actually were soccer coaches for kids that were two-year-old to six-year-old. And yes, there are programs that teach two-year-olds how to play soccer. I know, it's insane. We thought the same exact thing when we got offered the job, right? And it, it was actually an a very gratifying experience, right? Actually, today I had two conversations with two different friends and, you know, this part of my life came on. So I thought, why don't we do an episode on this? Well, let me tell you, 
when I went into that job, I went with the mindset of, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to make some money. This is going to be fun. As I started doing the job, I realized, well, this is going to teach me two things real quick, either to be patient or that I don't want kids ever in my life, which that's not the case. So if my girlfriend is listening right now, don't worry about it. Eventually we can get to that. But guys, very, very important. As I started reflecting on it, I realized that there were so many more lessons in what we were doing, right? Usually, I tell everybody that all I learned was patience, to be patient, right? Because trust me, dealing with a group of 12 two-year-olds or 12 four-year-olds is not simple. It's going to be very, very challenging. It's going to take a lot of your energy out. But at the same time, it is very, very rewarding because those kids have such good energy, right? They just feed you and then you just want to keep going. But at the end of the day, you just drained. It's game over. So in today's conversation with my friend, I was telling them about this, right? About my my time in my life where I was going and coaching these kids. And I started realizing that I said, huh, we did some things that we're still doing today in the business. So what is thing number one? Actually, before I dive into thing number one, let me give you a little bit of context of how this program works so you know where I'm coming from, right? This is not a regular soccer coaching program that we would go to the schools and then tell them, hey, go through the cones and then go and take shots on target. No, it was actually very exciting. It was a very creative program that it was based on storytelling. So the whole idea was to tell stories to these kids and keep them engaged and then weave in the soccer skills so they could, you know, start using them. They didn't have, they didn't know they were actually practicing soccer, but you were just weaving these soccer skills inside of the story and making it super engaging for them. And all of a sudden, these kids could dribble. All of a sudden, these kids could, you know, take shots. All of a sudden, these kids could stop the soccer ball and balance themselves. And it was incredible to watch the progression from the kids. Of course, you would get, you know, your troubled kid once in a while that would, wouldn't listen to you at all. But the rest, the ones that were paying attention, you could see that progress. And it was absolutely amazing. Don't worry. The ones that weren't paying attention, we would still try to give them all of attention and help them come back into the class so they can improve as well. So that being said, what is secret number one? And secret number one is very simple. I just mentioned it. Energy and attention, right? Social media right now, it is uh, a medium where energy is perceived, right? Depending on my level of energy, the person on the other side is going to relate a lot or maybe is going to be turned off by it and they're going to be like, "Eh, goodbye, I don't want to hear from you, right? So I want you to think about the energy that you're putting out there into the world. How does it look for us, right? For us, we're very high energy. I don't know if we bring that from, you know, coaching the kids, but we are very high energy. If you listen to our intro, we're like singing, we have music in the background, right? We're making jokes and we like to have fun. So that is the main energy that we're putting into our content as we are presenting it to the guest, to the audience. And we're looking for people that is going to relate to that. What if... I was actually just talking like this and my, I was very monotone and I was talking very low. I'm pretty sure that after two minutes, you'll be like, I'm gone. This is boring. Goodbye. See you later. Right. But the right level of energy will do wonders to keep people's attention. And guess what? We live in a world 
of attention. It's an attention economy, right? We're always trying to get people's attention. Hey, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me, right? We want eyeballs in our content so then we can guide them through our funnel, eventually introduce them to our products, and hopefully help them achieve the result that they're looking to achieve, right? So again, energy and attention. Now, these kids, let me tell you, when you would show up in there, you needed to be in your A game. You need to be high energy, jumping, take, you know, grabbing their attention and keeping it. Because guess what? Four-year-olds, if you th- they have a very short attention span. If you think somebody in social media has a short attention span, try to work with a four-year-old. You need to be the most exciting thing in that room for them to give you their attention. And then you need to keep being the most exciting thing in that room for 30 minutes so you have their attention the entire class. And guess what? It's the same exact thing when you are creating this content, when you are putting yourself out there into the world. Is it a one-minute video? Well, give your all, put your energy in there so you can transmit that through the screen and connect with the other person, right? So now looking back at it, I'm extremely grateful because I feel that taught me how to control my levels of energy or how to show up not just with intention, right? But also with excitement and with lots of energy, a little bit of energy management right there so I could keep people's attention. And, you know, not to pat myself in the back, but we've got plenty of comments that when people come to our podcast, right, or guests tell us, hey, you guys have been the most exciting or the most fun podcast I've ever been in. And for us, that is an ex- a great compliment. We're so grateful for that because that is what we want. We want to give a great experience where our guest feels comfortable and then they can trust us, build our rapport. And if you listen to one of the previous episodes that we did, I think about a week ago, we talk about our goal with our guests is to eventually transition them into either becoming a client, either a partner, or somebody that is extremely viable inside of our network, right? So again, energy plays a big, big role. Now, secret number two. What is secret number two? And that is feedback loop. What do you think happens when you are sharing a story with a four-year-old and they think the story sucks? Yes, you lose their attention, right? If you are sharing a story with them, you can tell immediately in their face whether it is a good story or if you are messing up the story, right? So if you're taking these four-year-olds in, in an adventure, right, or two-year-olds in an imaginary adventure and you're all superheroes, right, and you're chasing the bad guy and you are doing soccer skills to try to take down the bad guy and save the city, Guess what? You better come up with an incredible story to keep all of these kids entertained and paying attention to you. So how do you do that? As you are sharing the story, you notice you got cues from these kids, right? Eye contact. Maybe their attention is just drifting. They're somewhere else, right? They're playing with the soccer ball while they should be listening to you. Those are feedback. That Well, that is feedback. And that's a live feedback loop that you can notice, okay, my story is not good enough. Let me shift it a little bit, right? Let me say something different. How can I get this kid's attention? It's the same with social media. Maybe it's not as live 
as we would like to, right? It's not as uh, immediate as we would hope so, but we are going to get feedback one way or another, right? For example, I've noticed the people that are tuning in right now, I've noticed that they've stayed tuned in for the whole 13 minutes. So honestly, I'm pretty proud of myself right now. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Drop some love in the comments, hit a like, share the episode if you would like to. But at the same time, I don't get obsessed with that number, right? Because for us, it's part of the long term. So after we publish this episode, we're going to check, hmm, did we manage to get people's attention? We're going to see did how many people tuned into this episode, how many people downloaded this episode. Guess what? Maybe the title wasn't good enough and it didn't get people's attention in the in the first place, right? If not, if we didn't drive any traffic here, we're like, okay, well, the problem was not the episode. The problem was maybe that we didn't have a good hook to attract people into the episode. That's a piece of feedback. So we need to be very, very aware of what are the pieces of feedback that we can grab around our environment so we can improve. Again, with content, it can, and it, it doesn't have to be too complicated. You don't need the most advanced analytics tools out there, right? You can just use one metric. I just want to engage with people. So first of all, thank you, Anita, that you're right here tuning in and commenting. I really, really appreciate it, right? And for me, that is an indicator that today's story, that today's episode is resonating and is being of value to you because you are showing some love back. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Anita. Now, the other thing I'm going to do, do not obsess, though, about, oh, is this the right feedback loop or not? Publish, first of all, right? Be consistent. That is lesson number one every single time. Be consistent. Put your message out there. And then after you be consistent, guess what? Then you're going to be able to tell about these trends. Oh, this is working. This is not working. This topic is more valuable for people. Let me talk more about this. Guys, remember, you are the only one. And I'm going to say this very slowly so you can write it down. You are the only one that listens to 100% of your message. Yes, sometimes we are very, very afraid of repeating ourselves. Guess what? You're going to have to repeat yourself many, many times because only a very small amount of people are going to listen to all of your message. So guess what? This story of the two-year-olds and the four-year-olds and the six-year-olds that I'm telling right now, I'm going to be telling it for a very long time because right now, only a few of you, of you are listening, but maybe the next time I share it, none of you will be there listening, but another group that might be ready to buy or, you know, that they're just getting into our world and they're getting to know us, they're going to learn this story. So just like Anita said right there, lesson one, be consistent. Lesson two, you are the only one that listens to 100% of your message. Then again, then you can worry about tweaking it and optimizing it. But as, as of now, lesson two from those kids was the feedback loop. And the third and last lesson goes hand in hand with lesson number two is pivoting, right? Because what happened if the story wasn't working? We had to change the plan. I couldn't stick to the same story, right? I would have lost these kids a very long time ago. So instead of trying to hammer it down with the same bad story, guess what? I'm like, hmm, guys. All of us superheroes, we just all turn into zebras. Yes, it will be as random as that, let me tell you. Oh, we're just turning to zebras and now we are in a safari. And they're like, what? This is insane. So it wasn't too much of an A-B testing. It was more of an A-Z testing, right? We would just go 180 
right? We would go <laughs> total opposite way and throw a crazy story right there. And I'm not saying that you got to go crazy inside of your business, but guess what? Sometimes something is not working and we got to be real with ourselves, and we got to say, okay, let me analyze this. Am I doing everything in my power to actually make this work? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, and it's still not working, guess what? Sometimes it's good to change course, pivot, and take a different action, right? And there's an actual term for this. I don't quite remember it right now, but sometimes we're so invested into what we've done. And I'm going to give this example actually in, in relationships, right? I think it's a sunk cost opportunity. I think that's the name of it. We have invested so much time into our relationship, right? Or into something that we're afraid of letting it go because that would, be, that would mean that we actually wasted that time. But guess what? We didn't waste it. That those are lessons, right? That we're learning. We're not failing. We are learning. So instead of worrying about that, guess what? Grab those lessons with you and say, okay, that was maybe not the proper course of action. Let me pivot. Find a new way, right? Find the goal that I want to hit. What is another path that I can get there? Set up your commitments that are inside of your control. Very important. They have to be inside of your control. And then take action towards that route. Bringing it back to the kids. Guess what? I have full control over the story that I was sharing with those kids. And if the story was bad, it was not because they had a lack of attention. It was because I wasn't explaining the story in a proper way. I wasn't being maybe energetic enough. And, and you, guess what? Changes come with that. Because if not, I would have lost those kids for the rest of the class. So again, pivot, super important. And I know this is a personal challenge for me as well. Sometimes I ask myself, when is the right time to pivot, right? Because sometimes I feel like I try something just a little bit, you know, I dip my, my toes in the water and then I'm like, oh, it didn't work out and I go do something else. That is a waste of time too. So we got to commit to whatever we're going to do. We got to take committed action. And after a while, right, after we've tested, after we've implemented if we are not seeing results, then we pivot. But we cannot just dip the toes in the water either and then say, oh, this didn't work. Let me try something else. Because then we are just wasting our resources or two most important resources, which are our attention and our time. All right. Thank you so much, guys. I'm going to repeat the three lessons. And Anita, thank you so much. You're like recapping the lessons here. Lesson one, be consistent. Lesson two, you are the only one that listens to 100% of your message. Thank you so much. And lesson three right here, pivot, change up a little to get different results. Love it. Thank you so much, Anita. I'm going to have to... Uh, indoctrinate you into the hall of fame. I think that's a word into the hall of fame of content is profit as probably one of the best audience members that we've had right here. So thank you so much, Anita, for this. And guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to drop a like, drop a little heart. If you're listening in your favorite podcasting platform, if you know of anybody that might you know, benefit from this episode, send it to them, share it to them, please. We appreciate that. Uh, that's all the support we, we, we ask for. We're putting this out there for free first because we love you guys and we want to help people to move closer to their goals. And then second, because it also help us cement the knowledge and process the information and put it out there into the world. So with that being said, I really don't know which one is the 
the, the bottom for the outro. So I may, might mess this one up. And also, I don't remember how my brother exits the outro, but here we go. Oh, I guess I hit the wrong bottom. There we go, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. Please let me know how was my first solo episode ever. I'm very curious. And please don't forget to share this episode with three of your friends and leave a five-star review. Thank you, guys, and see you next time.